Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. agenda. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Amalia, and of course I'm here with Satya. Hi everyone, Satya here. Yay. And Joe's in the background, so we might pull him in on this one. Um, in our last episode, we spoke, well, we, we mentioned synchronicities and touched on the term sex magic. And today I wanted to really break that up a little bit more and get into what is sex magic specifically and find out if you had any questions, Satya, because I don't know if you're aware of the term or if that's a new term for you. It's, it's, it's being used in a lot of different ways. So, yeah, because after, I mean, I know what uh, I was talking about this, the stories I was talking about in the last episode is a type of sex magic for sure. But I think that uh, there are a lot of people who have, have been more concrete in their idea of, of, the words sex magic and have have read books on specific actual like rituals and things like that which Mm -hmm. is a little different so then I got curious about that because Joe was talking about that after we finished our last session and we were kind of talking about that and I said "Ooh, I need to I want to know more about this so yeah so the term sex magic is kind of comes from an occult esoteric practices you know back in the I don't know when it was first coined, but, you know, we can look back into um, occult sciences and see it well, a lot with Aleister Crowley, I think, is where it was popularized. Um, a lot of the satanic um, religious churches are using sex magic to control people, manipulate people. So there's definitely a dark connotation to the word sex magic, that it's manipulative, it's using um, the power of sex as our most primal life force to manipulate energy or to use that creative creatrix energy to uh, manifest and create things in the world from specific types of uh, children and sex rights, like, like with the royal families and how they inbreed to get pure bloodlines, things like that, to... Um, other sort of um, kind of, you know, using of the sexual fluids to create or invoke certain types of energy. So there's definitely this um, kind of shadow, dark energy. There's also positive, um, like we'll call it white magic for the sake of the discussion around sex magic. And, and, I would rather refer to it as magical sex and things that happen um, that are so profound and so deeply moving. And it's the mystical aspect of sex that a lot of us have had an experience, at least at some point in our life with that 
um, and then we kind of get a, addicted to it or we want to see more uh, or know more of that. And then, you know, we can look at the Taoist practices and the tantric practices of harnessing our sexual energy for, for tuning our bodies and purifying our bodies. So that would be the more uh, right. light side of it, right? Um, so which should we talk about first? Because this is probably going to have to go over a few episodes. <laughs> oh, goodness, topic. yeah. Because I'm all over the place now. Now I'm thinking of about orgasms existing in the astral realm and, and who's feeding off those. And I'm thinking about astral sex or people tapping into your you're going into your space or filling them in your space or in your bedroom. And I'm all over the place. So somebody bring me down. Somebody bring me down. (laughs) (laughs) Deep breath. Everyone take a deep breath. Um, Well, since, since, you know, we're here to expose shadow, um, we can start with the shadow and maybe in in the next episode, talk about the lighter aspects and the beautiful aspects of the light side. But um, since you mentioned the the astral realm and the orgasm, um, I think you were referring to a story that maybe I shared with you before. I, I remember you brought it up earlier mm-hmm. about um, being uh, visited by an astral person, an astral entity that was somebody I knew who had sex with me, and it was very. Um, visceral in the room and then I was calling that sex magic and a misuse of energy right right and that whole thing um I meant to say that in our last episode the the idea about using you know right use of energy and how um using our energy in in these ways it 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 feels like a misuse of energy to me Mm -hmm. and here's the thing like our sexual energy is so powerful, right? Like it's just so crazy powerful. No one ever taught us how to use it. So as I share what I'm going to share, this isn't about shaming or blaming anyone because I think, you know, we all have these tendencies and it's Mm -hmm. about how do we tune it and how do we come into right alignment with our energy and figure out what's right or wrong for us, like create our own code of ethics around this, knowing that this is a very powerful force. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you see, we have terms like um, Jezebel, right? Or the, uh, the seductress, there's a lot of the siren, right? We have Mm -hmm. all these myths of, of the woman kind of temptress that comes in and seduces the man. And even like the monks, uh, have stories about the woman being sort of this, this evil entity that's, that's seducing the man away from their spiritual pursuits and takes them off track. And so that whole um, energy is, is connected to the parasite I mentioned in the first few Mm -hmm. episodes of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, and this is all my personal experience and viewing from as a seer. Um, so this is not something I've read about. So I don't, I can't reference this for anyone. And I encourage you guys to just like feel what's true for you. But what I see is this dark entity that has ho- taken hostage of our planet, of our astral realm, and especially where our orgasms exist. Like when we go into that ecstatic union with another person or even through masturbating, 
uh, when we reach those peak states of orgasm, um, we enter into the fourth dimensional space in astral realm. And that space has um, been occupied by a dark force and that dark force feeds and manipulates that energy. It's what feeds that energy. Uh, it's their food. Uh, mm-hmm. And so therefore a lot of the religious um, cults have used, you know, pedophilia, the child sex trafficking ring and all of that to, to take as much pure energy, the more pure the life force, the, the more food it is for those dark entities. Uh, Yeah. And um, unfortunately, because the parasite has infected our entire astral space, I don't think there's anybody on the planet that has not been infected by this energy. Um, We unconsciously are enslaved to them through the way in which we use our sexual energy. And so Unfortunately, um, you know, we, we fantasize about people and we might some of, depending on the origin of your soul and the power of your soul and the the gifts that you hold, like some people have more personal power than others and, and more skill in the way that they use it. Um, and those people need to be very careful. So if you're someone, and I know there's people listening that know exactly what I'm talking about, and some people are scratching their head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for the ones who know what I'm talking about, um, you know that like if you're masturbating and fantasizing about a particular someone that you can almost feel their presence as if it's really happening. And I think what's the level of energy on the planet right now is such that the veils are very thin. um, So that astral projection is manifesting itself. So uh, the experience I was mentioning to you earlier was um, a acquaintance of mine had manifested his astral body in my house. I was awake. I was not sleeping. I was folding laundry. (laughs) And, um, he manifested himself in front of me, super seductive. Like it was, I could not, um, I couldn't resist the sexual energy. It it was unbelievable. It was, it was this really crazy feeling. And it's just like what the sailors talk about with the sirens and the, Mm -hmm. the mermaids and how they just like kind of get drunk off the, the Mm -hmm. eroticism. Um, so that sort of happened to me and I was like, what is going on? Like, how is he powerful? How was he manifest? And I've only had that experience, um, in waking life that strong with a very powerful, um, tantric master. So Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this guy is extremely skilled. And, and I texted him and I said, Hey, I, you know, I just felt you in my house. Um, were you just thinking of me? Like, I didn't want to say, did you just have sex? Or were mm-hmm. you just masturbating and thinking of me? <laughs> right. I didn't <laughs> yeah, how, do you, how do you say that to somebody? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I have no sexual relation with him. I barely know the guy, but it was so powerful. And he was like, um, yes, I was. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I felt all of that. And I, it's still, we're not mentioning like the details of the sexuality part, but I just needed to know if he was aware of it and conscious of it because the way it happened was so conscious. And, and 
we kept talking and eventually it came to light that yes, he, he was, and he didn't realize that I could feel that. And so he's thinking I'm just super sensitive or uh, over aware. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's partially true, but it's also true that he's extremely powerful and he has this ability to manifest. And um, he's also happens to be very skilled in business. And so people who are really successful with, um, money and business and directives tend to harness this sexual energy as well. Cause it's the same chakra. Right. Um, I do see that a lot. Yeah. So you see that a lot with powerful people, like uh, anyone who's in a role of power, like right now we're doing this huge shakedown, right. Of people in power coming out as being sexual predators or doing some sort of sexual misconduct of some sort. To me, that's completely normal because they have an excess energy, well, excess, they have a tremendous amount of stored energy in that chakra. So they, they're going to be more hungry and more vivacious than others who maybe have blocks there. They're going to need sex more often. They're going to, Uh, need that energy to be flowing. And so that could, without proper guidance and training, uh, they could easily, you know, that parasite could just be feeding off of them and getting them to go deeper or darker into um, using, misusing that energy. Right. And for somebody, most people, let's say they had this experience that you you're just describing where they could feel somebody or they felt somebody in some kind of way sexual or, or they, I mean, the fact that you're aware of this energy and you have some knowledge about how to navigate through this. If you didn't, like the average person doesn't, the average person has this experience and then boom, because of how we're programmed Mm-hmm. with with Hollywood and you know the the dream falling in love and all of this we're going to go right into oh that is my soulmate that yes. is the person I'm supposed to be with this is we're supposed to be together and you go right down that rabbit hole exactly it's and, really intoxicating not to and when people are yeah right and when people are blown open and and they are perhaps very uh, successful um very you know with the money thing and everything else um this it's a it's a scary almost even use the word powerful because we all are programmed to love that word and we all want to be powerful and but this is not necessarily a good thing. This is not necessarily a healthy thing or, or of the light or a place we, we need to go or a place we need to follow. So this, this is, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it can be so tricky. And I see how so many people are lost and, and, and in that wanting, desiring for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think it is, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, with, with more power, the more you accumulate power, like different gifts or, 
or success in your life, a lot more responsibility comes with it and a higher level of discernment and navigation. And I think, you know, there's a lot of men I've met that find themselves gaining power quickly. Um, and then like not, not liking who they're becoming, you know, or, or women too, this isn't just necessarily for men. Um, Mm -hmm. this is across the board, but you know, when you do like, let's just talk about money for a second. Like someone comes into a lot of money or they become successful really quickly. And all of a sudden they don't know how to hold the success or they don't know their personality is changing very fast because with money is a form of energy. Um, and it being that second chakra energy, your, your sexual energy and your prow, prowlessness, <laughs> I don't know how to mm-hmm. say that word, um, that life force is coming out. So you start becoming more of, um, like, say you were more of a, if we were animals, like you went from being, you're, you're morphing animal shape from like a prey to a predator mm-hmm. and people don't know how to handle that kind of energy. Like they might go, Oh, I'm capable of this, this, and this. So they might start um, wanting to get like lots of employees and bossing them around. Right. Or maybe they want to um, start treating their spouse differently because they mm-hmm. got more power and, and they feel like they have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Um, they might start um, trying to buy their friendships you know, right. like, like, so you see that that's not, but it happens also with our sexuality. It's the same energy, but nobody's really speaking about it, but your sexual appetite changes. That's why if you looked at history, like it was fine for like, um, wealthy men to have multiple wives or mistresses or whatever, some, sometimes above ground, sometimes in hiding because mm-hmm. they had the abundance and the money and the capacity to handle it. Generally right. speaking, it's very general. I'm glossing right. over a lot of the nuances, but you get the point. Yeah, and it happens with you know with actors and mm-hmm. and the Hollywood thing again. Uh, you know, when people come into a lot of money and a lot of fame, or what we see on the big screen, like I might, you know, fall in love with a movie star. You know, watching him on the screen, and then I. <laughs> I actually have a very dear friend who, um, for for many years, uh, was a um, a psychologist to many many famous people, and and he's kind of in the know, and he he knows the the darker sides of a lot of these people. And I'll say something to him in just casual conversation. Oh. Oh, I just, I have such a crush on that, that actor, you know, or this certain actor, he's so wonderful. I want to marry him, you know, and, and he just, just ruins my whole thing because he'll inevitably say, oh, oh, well that person, you know, did this, you know, (laughs) you know, of course in in confidentiality tells me, but my whole bubble just gets burst and I'm like, oh, why? Because you're falling in love with the on-screen, the character on the film. (laughs) Right, right. Or the person's ability to, to be seen and not care what other people think or to be fearless and in front of so many people. And, and I, I want that, you know, and, and I, and then I find out, so I'm thinking, oh, this person must be wonderful. 
And then I find out because they can blow themselves open in that way, that they've got some problem. You know, they've got some serious sexual misuse of conduct or something, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or substance abuse or something. And I just, I feel like we have all been so duped, just so duped because I believe in the goodness of, of, of people. And, and I, uh, yeah, I just kind of get deflated. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, if, if the, um, you know, we talked about the Kundalini energy in a previous episode and the different kinks along the spine Mm -hmm. and the, um, in the Shashuna and the, the Ida and Pingala, the, the channels of light that move the Kundalini up the spine. So mm-hmm. when we have the soul wounds and we have blockages in those places, um, and, and then we come into a lot of energy and we're, our, our energy's flowing through our body and we're, uh, affecting a lot of people like a movie star or a famous person or a CEO or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those distortions are going to get accentuated and exposed. Um, Mm -hmm. And the good thing is, you know, I think that a lot of people are, are as they get exposed, then the healing can happen. If, if they're in hidden, if they're hidden, um, that's where they breed and get really unhealthy. Now we all have them. It's hard not to, to judge the people that are, maybe mm-hmm. carrying more energy, right? Cause they're in the spotlight and we can point to them and say, well, look at that, that spiritual person, that guru or whoever has been misusing their energy, but the person who's experiencing it, um, it's not easy, right? Like look at Angelina Jolie, for example, all eyes, the whole world, like male population has been masturbating to her. Can you imagine the energy? Mm-hmm. Like if that was me and I had, you know, millions of people mastering, I would freak out. Like my energy would be so polluted. Right. Um, Like, I don't know how she manages it. Right. But she has a really strong resilience to be able to work with the level of energy that is coming at her as well as moving out from her. Or, you know, you look at someone like Marilyn Monroe or a lot of these tragic Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so just let's just spin back to the whole sex magic because there's so many tangents we can go down mm-hmm. right now. But mm-hmm. to just like um, kind of come back to the different levels of misuse of energy or what the astral realm, what can happen in the astral realm? Because I I've heard, I've had a few different people write into that. They've, they've had people that they know come to them in dream time and have sex with them. And then they've been confused. Like, did I just have sex with that friend? Like what happened to me? I was like, okay, I barely know this guy. We're, we're, I can barely call us friends because I really don't know about him. But yet he just came into my house and had sex with me astrally. And it was felt completely real. It felt like I could feel his breath, his mm-hmm. touch, like everything. And, and then it's like, well, now what, right? <laughs> like, how, how do I relate? And what is that? And a lot of times, um, if we don't know how to maneuver in the astral realm a lot of those entities coming at us are masks 
of, mm-hmm. of a darker force that's taking the form of. So I had to find out if he knew, like if that guy was doing it purposefully. And when I found out that it was him, I was more at ease because it was easier to deal with than if it wasn't uh, like an incubus or uh, one of these dark demons that take the form of someone else or people call them succulus or incubus. Um, but basically shapeshifters of the astral realm that Mm. those normally come in dream time or when you're more asleep, um, or kind of in that deep restful play, like your mind is completely at ease. That's, that's when people have these experiences like a lucid Mm. dream Um, Okay, where, where an entity is coming as someone, you know, Mm. and manipulating you in some way, often through sex to steal your energy. Um, And so that's a, that's another, um, like some dark magicians use those demons to steal energy for their personal gain so they can summon demons right gotcha was that joe jumping joe <laughs> joe's oh, like joe, yeah say about I it just, i know you i just wanted to say yep and they sure do <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah. yeah it happens a lot and i honestly like it's i don't know if it's because we started the podcast but this last like three months I think I've had like 10 different people. It just seems like a large amount of people telling me that they're having these experiences and they're finding out that it's not the person they, they are coming to realize that they were fooled. And, and I'm so happy to hear that, um, that they realized they were fooled and they didn't fall for it because if, if that's happening to you and you're listening to this, um, or one of the ways to protect yourself if you have an astral encounter of sex is to know, like really ask who, show me your true identity. I want to see the real you and ask like three times because a lot of people um, are so intoxicated. It's hard to resist the energy. I'm going to be very transparent here. Like it can Mm -hmm. be really hard. Like you're going to be super turned on because the astral energy, it bypasses our mind. And it, it just works with our body circuitry. So you don't know what's going on. And the next thing you know, you're like in a very sexually vulnerable position. Like, oh my God, I'm being taken by this energy and I'm almost having an orgasm and I don't even know what's happening. Like who is, yeah, what's yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that happens in dreams. Exactly. Often, you know, when, when I feel like I'm going to, or I see somebody and I, I have that feeling. It's, it's instant. It's completely different than using the mind for sex and orgasm in the waking state. It feels so intense. It's It's very intense. And some people get so intoxicated by it that they, they call it in and they have like a special ghost that they do this with all the time. It's like they're, in fact, there was an article, I think I posted it. um, Oh, I think it was in my other other group around Halloween, but there was a woman that one of my students sent me an article of a woman who married a ghost. She's been having sex with this ghost and she has a full on relationship. She's been on TV and she just posted recently that she divorced him, which I thought was hysterical, but that is so toxic. 
Oh, so, so, right. so absolutely toxic because these discarnate energies are are basically just sucking the life force out of us. And, you know, we've all probably had an experience sexually where we feel drained afterwards. Like a lot of men, after they ejaculate, they feel exhausted or fall asleep. Same with women. These are um, slight misuse of energy. Like we can learn how to cultivate our sexual energy so we're not expelling it and we're like retaining it. Those are the tantric practices, the Taoist practices. Right. Um, but when we're, if, if we're having sex with a ghost, sometimes they'll pose as um, angelic creature or, or some sort of um, higher dimensional being or a twin flame or something like that. I know so many people mm. who really enjoy those experiences. And I'm not saying they're not enjoyable, but you want to know who you're doing that with. And, and now that the veils are so thin, um, a lot of astral entity, it's, it's trying to fight its way back into our systems because we're clearing this parasite very quickly. It, like the war, the cosmic war is being won. Light, light is reclaiming the planet. And so as the parasite is getting extracted, it's going to get, um, hyper responsive where it's going to try every trick in the book to get you to agree to it. Right. And a lot of ways that we agree to it, um, is through our sexuality and, and straight, especially for the women, it's straight into our womb space, which is the deepest place inside of us <laughs> where they can plant mm. a seed. Mm. Um, so we need to be careful and, and discerning and especially for those who are really empathic, really open to the magical realms, like ask three times to reveal the true identity, to see who it is, try to resist um, astral sex if possible. And sometimes it's not, it's not possible, but afterwards, like ask questions, like really see you know, who's behind it, pull on the, the strings to see, mm. you know, where is this energy going? And if you know how to just recycle your energy, so you're sealing yourself off, you know, that's going to protect you. Wow, this is really intense. And I, I, yeah, we could say so much more on the subject, but we're at, we have to wrap up this, this <laughs> session already. And, but I think that's, um, amazing what you were just saying and about, you know, how to, how to, what to do, how to, how to navigate through it. And I mean, that's a whole thing right there, how to contain your own energy fields and, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, because yeah, I mean, for people who are sensitive or empathic, you know, here we are thinking, oh, oh, great. You know, like, what am I doing wrong? Or what am I doing? You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway. And, you know, this is just all of the experience of, of life and, and learning about our sexuality. And I think for people who are resonating with what I'm sharing or feeling like, you know, you've had these experiences and you want more information, please uh, write into our um, I don't know what to call it. Our website, give it, send us a message, email <laughs> us um, or private message us on, on Instagram or Facebook and let us know um, what, what situation you're in, what you need help with. Um, 
I'm also available for private sessions if anyone is interested to to really clear out. Some people are more affected by this than others, but if it is you and this is happening to you and you're having a lot of these experiences, you probably carry some some serious power and wisdom that's getting unlocked. So I'd love to support you in waking the wisdom up. Um, but thank you guys for listening and please uh, subscribe, like us, share us, uh, share the podcast with your friends and um, we'll talk to you next time. You can find us at lovesexagenda.com. Take care. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Bargo Day.